0: Thanks for tuning in to the High School at 12 Stone Church ministry podcast. Let this message be a source of truth and encouragement. Let's lean into this week's message. We believe that greatness is found in Jesus. And we believe that if we want to achieve greatness then we need to live like Jesus. And so this has been the basis of our conversation over the last few weeks. And we're going to continue that conversation tonight. But before we do, I want to say this. And if you've missed out, then then here's what we've kind of established. We've established that everyone in this room, you want to be great. You want to make an impact. You want to be significant. You you want to be great. But what we've realized is that Jesus has redefined greatness in a different way than maybe we think of it today. And so with this thought, we've entered this series called GOAT, the greatest of all time. And, And Jesus actually says in John chapter 13, Verse 35. He says this. He says, By this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And I love this verse because this is just this this brings like everything that we've been talking about kind of together. Because the whole goal of, of being great is is this whole idea that we want to be like Jesus because we believe that he's the greatest of all time. And I love that last part. People will know that you are my disciples because of the way that you love one another. The first week we talked about uh, this word called humility. And we talked about how Jesus humbled himself. He let go of heaven to come down to earth to die for our sins. And during his, his season of life, he, he, he redefined greatness. It wasn't about status. It wasn't about authority. It wasn't about significance. It wasn't about popularity or any of, the, any of these things. It was about servanthood. Jesus defines greatness. He said, if you want to be great, you got to serve. You got to be humble. And, and, and if you look throughout Jesus' life, man, this is what he lived. He was all about being humble. And then last week we had a conversation about, man, we all want to make an impact. We all want to change the world. That's what Jesus came to do. He, he literally changed the landscape of the world. And you know how he did that? Because he obeyed the God above him. And so if we as students, as age 12, want to change the world, then we have to obey the God above us. And, and it's, and it's out, of, out of love our obedience flows, because obedience flows out of love. And if we love God, it's not that we have to obey him, it's that we want to obey him. And so these have been incredible conversations and we're gonna continue that tonight. And we're gonna have a conversation about community. We're gonna have a conversation about community and not just any community but intentional community. Because that is key if we want to be like Jesus and we want to be like the goat, the greatest of all time. I I know this is true for me and I know it's true for you. When we talk about community, you, you automatically think of your friends. That's the community that you think of, right? And for me, throughout my life, I, I've had different communities, I've had different circles throughout life that have influenced me and I've influenced. And so for instance, for me, it's, it's, I, had a, I had a basketball circle. I, I had a baseball circle. I had a football circle. I had a, I had a church circle. I had a church community, you know what I'm saying? And I also had a Friday night community, you know what I'm saying? Uh, that wasn't the church one, you know what I mean? Um, and sometimes even a Saturday night community. We just won't talk about that. But, um, but really, you, we have different communities in life that we're a part of. For you, it may, it may be volleyball, right? It, it may be softball. It may be football. I just talked to a dude. He's, a, he's coming in late, but he's here, and I love it. But he, he's been at football practice, he has football community, but he also has a church community. Maybe it's drama for you. Maybe it's swimming. Maybe you have a, a, a tight knit family community. Maybe you have a bad family community. I did. Maybe maybe you you, you have. Um, let's see here. What's another community? Throw, throw some out here. Dance dance community. What else? Soccer community. Basketball, what? Track, that's good. So you, you get it, right? You get it. We, we all have different communities in our life. We all have different communities. And, and here's the deal, two things happen. You influence that community, and they influence you. And, and sometimes, if we're honest, one of those swings, probably a little more, than the other. Either you're around people who, you're the influencer, right? But then you might be around people who influence you. And it could be positive, but most of the time it's negative, if we're honest. But you know what's cool about that? Is that Jesus had that same thing. Jesus had circles. Jesus had communities in his life. And and what I love about the scriptures, and what I love about what we teach here is that Jesus was human, y'all. He was human. He was also fully God, but he was human. And so everything that that we go through, he's been through and he, he can relate to us. So when it comes to, in a sense, communities, an intentional community, he has a lot to say about that. Check this out. He used to hang out with 12 disciples all the time, right? We, we talk about them a lot, and, and, and Jesus, literally, those were his boys. Those were his, like, that was his crew. That was a small group, sure, yeah. That, that was his, that was his th- those were his people. And, and this dude poured his life out into these guys all the time. He developed them, discipled them, all all the above. He laughed with them, joked with them. Like, it was, it was a pretty tight-knit community. And, and usually, that's all kind of we, like... Yeah, Jesus, you know, he was God and, and that sort of thing. And, and he was teaching everybody and all this other stuff. That's true. But, but the reality, too, is that Jesus actually had a community that people looked down on. That people really didn't want to be a part. And when Jesus was a part of that community, people didn't like that. It was, it was the outcast. It was the people that we would, we would label sinners, people outside the church, that, that probably you're thinking of faces that would never walk in this building. That's the other community that Jesus was around really, really often. Really, really often. And it's funny, if you look in the book of Matthew in chapter 9, Jesus actually addresses the religious he addresses the religious because they're basically questioning why are you hanging out with these people? Like, why are you doing that? Like, do you realize what they're about? Do you realize what they do? Do you realize that they would never follow you? Like, are you missing that? Here's what Jesus' response was listen, the healthy, they don't need a doctor but the sick do. The the broken need healing. The the hopeless need hope. And so Jesus' sole mission and everything Jesus was about was was about the outcast, was about the outsider. He was about probably the people that you don't want to hang out with or be associated with. That's who who Jesus, you, you you often saw Jesus with. And so tonight, we're going to have a conversation about intentional community, but I want you to know something. It's not just that he hung out with these people. These people were drawn to Jesus. They wanted to be around Jesus, which is kind of interesting to me, you know? But you know why? You know why people wanted to be around Jesus? Because of the way he loved them. People were drawn to Jesus because of the way that he loved other people. They were curious. Because something was different. Something was different about this Jesus guy and the way he loved people. Jesus lived a life full of love. I'm gonna tell you something. The love of God changes people. That's exactly what took place in Jesus' life. He loved people, and the love of God changed people. So here's the conversation tonight. Here's the challenge tonight. Here's what I want you students to walk away with tonight. And I believe this: I don't say this often. But I believe tonight will be a marking moment for you. I believe that this might be the message that you remember if you're a freshman over the next four years, after you leave here, I think this might be the night that that you walk away and you can say, man, I remember that night, August 22nd. Because, Because here it is. This is a decision every single day that you have to decide. Here it is, are you ready? This is what I want us to do when we walk out of these doors tonight and for the rest of our lives. Because this is what Jesus did. Live to intentionally love. Live to intentionally love. That's what we're going to talk about tonight. What would it look like if you lived to intentionally love everyone around you? Not just your church crew. Not just the people that you're okay, you know, being seen with. But what about, what about the outsiders? The people who lie on the outskirts that no one wants anything to do with? What about those people? So tonight's conversation is all about live to intentionally love. And I want to share a story that I just think paints the, the, the perfect picture of what this looks like. Let's turn to our Bibles in Luke chapter 19. Let's go to Luke chapter 19. If, 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 you, if you don't have a Bible, there's a Bible either on the back of your chair, under your chair, or, or you can just ask me, like, yo, homie, give me a Bible, and we'll get you a Bible. Um, and they also make the Holy Bible on the phone. It's the same Bible, and it's the Holy Bible. <clears throat> it's the app Bible. Yeah, it is. But hey, we're bringing paper back, right? Hashtag, let's go. All right, that's good. Luke 19.10. Y'all, can you throw me a Bible? Thanks. (laughs) That's the one thing a a pastor needs is his Bible. Come on, Chase. Anybody else want to preach tonight? Anybody, Anybody there before me? All right, that's good. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Luke's in the New Testament. Chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. We're going to be uh, in a story about a man named Zacchaeus. What up, Mo? How you doing, girl? I'm glad you're here. See, hey, I'm I'm totally fine with you coming in late. That's what's up, Miles. What up, dog? All of our athletes, all of our athletes showing in here. That's hey, my man. What up, Cross, I love it. All right, uh. We got business. We got business to take care of. God's business, all right? So let's roll. Um, Luke chapter 19. We're gonna be talking about a man by the name of Zacchaeus. Anybody heard the story of Zacchaeus? What's the first thing that comes to your mind when you, when you think of Zacchaeus? Yeah, the song that you heard when you were like five years old, right? Yeah. Me too. It haunts me. Um, but that's fine. Listen. Luke chapter 19, we're gonna be reading the story about a man named Zacchaeus, and I believe that this is the perfect picture of what what it means to live to intentionally love. Let's dive in. Verses one through four, it says this. It says, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was but he was short. Poor little guy. I feel you, dog. Um, He was short, and he could not see over the crowd, so he ran ahead and he climbed a sycamore tree, a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. (laughs) Verse four, we gotta stop, y'all. So here we have, Jesus passing through Jericho, right? He's just passing through, passing through the neighborhood, you know, on his way. And uh, a man by the name of Zacchaeus gets a little curious. Somebody's coming through the neighborhood. And it's a man by the name of Jesus. And so before we get into that, we, we got there's a couple things that we learn about Zacchaeus right off the bat, right? He was a chief tax collector, right? And he he was he was super wealthy. A chief tax collector basically what what happens is is he collected money from, from the from from Jews for, for the Roman government. That's that's what a tax collector did. And then he would charge a little extra to make his salary. So basically, this dude was creating his own salary. Anybody love to create your own salary? Can I get an amen? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm saying. Let me do that. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, But uh, for for real, like this dude, it's so funny to me that that he and he started, he started this at at a young age. Because if you catch the word before tax collector, what's it say? Chief. This dude's the chief tax collector, y'all. He's the chief. He started out as a a young boy being a tax collector. So he was hustling at a very young age. Like he was taking people's money at a young age. And he worked his way up and he was the chief tax collector. This bro was running like a, a full sector of tax collectors. Like he was the chief. You know what I'm saying, he was the boss. Like this dude was no joke. It's always funny to me because it says Zacchaeus, and he was rich, and he was wealthy. Like, you know the dude had a lot of money if you have to acknowledge it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know when people have a little bit of money? You're like, oh, this is my friend so-and-so. And then you introduce somebody who has a, a lot of bit of money, and you're like, oh, this is so-and-so, and he's rich. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's one of those situations right now. This dude's rich. But here's the deal. We sing this song. Oh, Zacchaeus was a wee little man and a wee. Hold up, hold up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, listen. We make this dude out to be like he's like this sweet little man. For real. Let me tell you something. This dude was a straight up thief. This dude was was hated in his community. This dude was a gangster. He he was he was he was taking people's money. He was he was ripping people off. He was stealing people's stuff. Like if they didn't pay you, he just take your you just take your stuff. He might take your grandma's retirement and your dad's Ferrari. I'd be like, do something about it, bro. What you gonna do? But for real, he was a bad dude. People feared Zacchaeus. People definitely wouldn't talk to him, that's for sure. You ain't gonna invite him to a party, you know what I mean? He was a real, real bad dude. And this is significant in this story because I think sometimes we paint this picture of like, oh, he's a super nice guy, when he just took a little bit of money from people, whatever. No, 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 no. You need to understand the weight of, 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 of this guy. He, he was like, if you were to rank him in the crowd, that day, like he would be at the top of the list of sinners. Like, this dude was a bad dude. But you know what's crazy? He was curious about Jesus coming through his hood. (laughs) And I'm gonna tell you something. Zacchaeus probably, he wasn't thinking that like, yo, I can't wait to see Jesus, maybe he'll save me from all my sins. Maybe he'll save me from all this money <laughs> that I'm drowning in, and all these cars that I have, you know what I mean? He probably didn't have cars back then, but anyways, um, you get it. This Jesus was, was probably gaining some popularity. He was probably gaining some status, and people started talking about, oh, man, he's the son of God. He's, he's the Messiah. He, he's healed people. He's done all these other things, and, and Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus was curious. Zacchaeus was curious so here's what happens. We know that he, 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 he's like at a, at a Justin Bieber concert or something, like he couldn't see who Jesus was. Nobody would move for him, and so he had to climb up into a tree. Sycamore tree, that's right. So verse five says this. It says, when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and he said to him, Zacchaeus! Come down immediately! I must stay at your house today. And so he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. Kind of a crazy story, right? I mean, here we have a dude comes up into a sycamore tree, and he was curious to see who Jesus was. Scripture says this: Jesus came to the spot. He came to the spot. It's almost like Jesus knew exactly where he was going to go that day. And he knew exactly where he was going to be, Zacchaeus was going to be that day, in that tree. I think this was Jesus' divine destination. This is Zacchaeus's divine destination that day. Jesus already knew. Zacchaeus is is gonna be up in this tree and and I'm gonna call him by name. Zacchaeus. I try to imagine scripture sometimes and I just, I don't know really what goes on in my head, but I, I just like, I imagine Zacchaeus in the tree and I imagine the tree has leaves and I imagine that maybe he's ruffling around that day trying to get a glimpse of Jesus. And and maybe he lose sight. Maybe he lost, he lost sight of Jesus that day as he turned the corner or something like that. And then all of a sudden he hears his name, Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus is probably like, what? No way. And and here's the deal. People hated Zacchaeus, so they're not going to just yell at Zacchaeus. You know what I mean? Like, Yo, Zacchaeus, what up, bro? Hope you having a great day up there. You know? No. I I think that Zacchaeus was a little stunned. He's like, what the heck? And he looks down and, and he sees the guy that he was he wants to see, and it's Jesus. And and the next thing, like, it's like a full sentence, Zacchaeus, hey, come come down. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay at your house today. He's like, he's like what? Uh, yeah, sure, you know. And they walk off. You know what I'm saying? Like, they they walk off. Y'all get that in a minute. It's fine. Um so they walk off and they go into the house. Y'all, here it is, listen. This is where the story frustrates me so much. This, this frustrates me so much, y'all. The next verse, verse seven, it says, the people were frustrated and they muttered. They, they muttered. They, it, verse seven says, that, he has gone to be a guest of a sinner. Oh my gosh, Katie, Zacchaeus. And Jesus are going to eat lunch together. What? Out of all the people, he could have picked me. You know what I mean? But he had to pick Zacchaeus. He took my grandma's money. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, they, were, they were frustrated. They were angry. People did not like this because Zacchaeus was not liked. He was an outcast. And this is where I get so frustrated because I'm like, Luke, bro, like, can you like, can you like tell me what happens like at the dinner table? You know what I mean? Like, what did Jesus say? What did he say? Give me just a little bit. But in verse eight, it says this. It says, but Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord. Like, I just, like, see his hips hit the table and, like, spoons go everywhere and glasses, you know, spill over. And he's like, he says, look, Lord, Lord, look, look, Lord. Uh, here and now, I, I give half of my possessions. I give half of my possessions um, a, 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 to the poor. Just give them to the poor. Um, and, and if I've cheated anybody, I'm going to give it back fourfold. Just whatever, God, whatever. Like, I'm going to just give everything back. I'm gonna give it all back. Just whatever, whatever God, whatever, wh- whatever I have taken, I'm I'm, I'm gonna pay it back. And I'm gonna pay it back four times the amount. And that's the story. I'm like, what, what the heck? And I get so caught up in that sometimes. I get so frustrated sometimes because. The the, the moment, the moment that changed everything is not recorded. We see that Jesus chose to intentionally love Zacchaeus by going to the spot and calling him by name. Jesus chose Zacchaeus on that day. And he said, Zacchaeus, I'm going to stay in your house today. They have lunch. And then salvation just erupts in the life of Zacchaeus. Jesus says in verse 9, it says, Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house because this man, too, is the son of Abraham. Verse 10 says this, for the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. You know why I think that that, this wasn't, that that this wasn't recorded in Scripture, this conversation wasn't recorded in Scripture at the dinner table? It's because I think that we would turn it into a recipe to change people. As Christ followers, I think that we would turn it into a recipe to, to change people. but yet the only thing that can change people is the love of God. Jesus, every day of his life, chose to intentionally love. Every single day of his life, he chose to intentionally love. And this is a perfect picture of Jesus choosing someone who everyone didn't want to be around Who everyone looked to and said, Man, your life is screwed up and there's no hope for you. No, 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 no. My God didn't say that. My my Jesus didn't say that. You know what, you know what my Jesus said? He said, Hey, Zacchaeus, come on. Let's go hang out. Come come be with me. Take 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 a walk. Let's let's walk to your house together. Let's have dinner together. How do we, how do we as high school students, how do you as high school students live to intentionally love? Here's what I think we get out of this story. You ready? The first, the first thing is this choose to love those who are far from God. Choose to love those who are far from God. We want to intentionally love. We have to choose to love those who are far from God. We want to be like the goat. We have to do that. The second thing is this. Lead them to Jesus because he is more than enough. Enough. You know what I get out of this story? <laughs> Is that because Zacchaeus was with Jesus, changed everything. And oftentimes I think that we try, to, we try to find recipes for life change and we try to find these things that we can say or, or questions that we can ask to, to, to have people change their life. But yet, 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 the power of God, all we need to do is invite them just to, come, just to come be with Jesus. There's nothing you can ever do to change anything on the inside of anyone. Only God can do that. Jesus found Zacchaeus, and Zacchaeus found Jesus. And so if we want to live to intentionally love, we gotta choose to love those who are far from God and lead them to Jesus.